to and fro sway. You're tuned in to Let's Chew the Fat Radio for fitness, low-carb, diabetic, and ketogenic-minded people. Broadcasting high-energy ATP directly to your mitochondria via the World Wide Web. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, back is the incredible Keto Brother. Wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. <laughs> I am here with another brand new episode of Let's Chew the Fat, and we're going to do exactly that. I have a surprise for you. She is the mistress of fitness, the true blaster of muscle fibers. She's a mama bear and a wife to the papa bear. She's known everywhere, Miss Natalie B. What's going on, lady? <laughs> Funny. How are you? How are you? Oh, man, I've missed you. Oh, thanks. I'm good. Sounds like somebody is building a bridge outside. Well, yeah, I know. (laughs) There's always stuff going on here at my house. My husband's um, finishing a couple of the window trims upstairs. We uh, finished our second floor over the winter. Oh, nice. So he's like cutting and sanding and trying to make so right he, right now I'm in the garage trying to hide from him because it got loud and he's on the front porch cutting. He what he's so. out there doing is embarrassing every other guy <laughs> that don't know how to do. I'm sitting yeah, here. No, I'm sitting here like, oh man, I gotta go yeah. build something. <laughs> I know, right? No, he's yeah, he's that guy. He's he built our house uh, 11, 12 years, 12 years ago. He built uh, this house. So. Awesome. God bless him. Um, we, we we definitely need more of that. Back in the day, long time ago, it was like that. You know, you would learn your trade or learn. It was that was considered basic skill, you know, yeah, going know, out and right? hunting and building. And, and we've gotten away from that. And the fact that there are still men out there that know how to do that. God bless them. I mean, the, the world needs them to help them keep the world going around. Could you yeah, imagine if we got to the point where nobody knew how to build anything? <laughs> We'd be living, we'd be living in teepees or I don't know. I don't even know if we would be able to do that. A lot (laughs) of people, they, they don't know how to build anything. They don't know how to make fires. If in some weird situation you threw, got thrown out of an airplane and just thrown into some desolate area, the majority of us wouldn't have no idea what to do. (laughs) Like that show naked and afraid. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, That show's funny. I got a funny story for you, Natalie. Have you ever heard of active charcoal? Yes. Now, you know, a lot of people, they can brush your teeth with it. There's people that use it, I think, clear up like stomach issues. There's people that put it on their face for facials and and things of that nature. Right. So I really got into this whole like active charcoal. I went to the health food store and I saw this one brand and it was clove and cinnamon. We didn't like that one too much. But then I found another one called Hello and it was it was mint. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is great. So I'm putting it on the toothbrush and I'm brushing my teeth. It's minty. It makes your mouth look all black and charcoal it's like a monster and it's pretty cool right <laughs> one morning i groggily go into the to the bathroom i sit there and i put on a big old gob of charcoal toothpaste onto my toothbrush i stick the toothbrush into my mouth and proceed to brush my teeth to my to my horror <laughs> <laughs> The, the mintiness was not there. In Uh-oh. fact, it was one of the most god-awful tastes I've ever had. And I'm like, what the heck is this? I looked down, grabbed the bottle, and I had my daughter's charcoal, active charcoal facial mask. Oh, man. Ugh. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, Ugh, trying to get this stuff out of my mouth. I'm squirting the water <laughs> i got went and got some apple cider vinegar i'm like ah and i tell you what natalie 
I could not get that flavor out of my mouth for Ooh. for days. It just it was like ugh. nasty. And you know, Miss Natalie, I had in a I had a time. I was posting on Instagram. I have fallen off a little bit, and I'm always 100 percent with people. I always tell them the truth about it all. So you remember, I was posting. I was like, I'm going back to basics of keto. Yeah. I was doing my basics and everything, which I I got back on track. That's a nice thing about keto and everything. As long as you get back to the basics, it's pretty easy to get yourself back on track. And I didn't right. experience the keto flu like I did the first time I ever did it. I think my body was just like, oh, oh, we're back. We're, you finally got your mind straight. Are we going to go back to this? So I did that. And then while I was doing that, I went on into a bit of an egg fast. Right. But then we, me and you kind of, you actually contacted me and said, hey, I'm doing this, you know, the carnivore thing. And you saying that you that you were loving it. And I said, you know what? What the heck? I'm, I'm eating all these eggs. I might as well just go ahead and go right on into the to the carnivore uh, lifestyle, which is something that's new, sort of new coming out. There was a doctor that did it for quite some time and he, he was telling his results. And one of our friends, Dr. John Lemansky and um, Jimmy Moore, a lot of people know Jimmy Moore. He, you know, he's real big in the whole keto sphere. Uh, them yeah. two were doing the, the carnivore diet. So what happened to your sister? What? Why did you decide to try it? What did you think about it? What happened? How did it go down for you? I watched a podcast. Which one was it? The Joe Rogan. You ever see any of his podcast, Joe Rogan show? Joe Rogan. I believe I've I have, and if I haven't, I will definitely be jumping in there to go check him out. Yeah, he had a podcast with Sean Baker, Doctor Sean Baker, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like fifty-one, fifty-two year old, six foot five, muscular, in great shape. Doctor, he has a pretty cool story about his life as a doctor. He was in the military. He was a military doctor for years. Anyway, he was telling Joe Rogan about what he was doing as far as eating all meat, uh, all beef, I should say. The guy just sticks to beef, and he's been doing it for about a year when he was talking about it. So. So, you know, I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting stuff. And he, he had some science to back it up. He trains hard. So I, I like that. And he said his training has gotten better. His recovery is better. It just like... You know, his body wasn't hurting from doing this diet. I follow these two brothers. There used to be three, but one passed away. And they're oh. from my area. And they're now in California. They're called the, the Bell Brothers. A lot of people may know them. Chris Bell and Mark Bell. Okay. They also talked to Sean Baker. And they heard his podcast also. And they decided to do it. And they're very big time into powerlifting, bodybuilding style, powerlifting. Very strong boys. They were starting to, they were on the keto diet at the time. And they both were losing a lot of weight because they, they got got into that lifestyle where, oh, the bigger you are, the more you lift. And they got up to a really heavy weight and they were mm. fat and unhealthy and they just, they weren't living a healthy lifestyle. And they realized, you know, it's not all about lifting so much weight. You also have to be healthy. So right. they got on the keto diet and they were getting healthy and losing body fat. And then they decided to carnivore diet. Now the, the younger brother, I believe he's the younger brother. He might be the middle brother, uh, Chris Bell. He has a lot of inflammation problems. He has two replacement hips, two Ooh. hips that have been replaced. And he still, you know, he was struggling to get back into heavy lifting and a lot of inflammation in the body. And that's what's made him get into, made him get into the keto diet. He switched to the carnivore diet and he just, he was amazed at how his body healed. His inflammation went down dramatically and his lifts went up dramatically. Like he's able to, because, I guess because the inflammation went down, he feels better, right? And, uh. Right. 
He's stronger. He's just feeling better. He does add, I think, an apple or two a day. He does have eggs. He's not strictly just beef, but he does eat a lot of beef. But he doesn't eat a lot anymore. He went from eating, like, a lot of calories to eating, like... Because he's fat adapted and you, you're just not hungry, you know. So anyway, they, it just intrigued me. And I'm I've this past year, I've done a lot of changing in my life. I went from being a gym rat and obsessing about how much training can I fit in in a day to all of a sudden dialing down my training to maybe I went from training like multiple hours a day to training not even an hour a day. And now my my focus is now on nutrition. How does that play a role in your physique? Being in the fitness industry for myself for over 20 years, a lot of people go to the gym to lose weight, you know. Mm-hmm. In CrossFit, a lot of people go to CrossFit to lose weight. CrossFit makes you fit. It makes you fit. And that's what fitness is for, is to get you healthy and fit fit and to help you live a longer life um, and to be functional in your everyday life. The diet is what gets you to lose weight because eventually you eating the same way, a standard American diet, and you're going to the gym and you're killing yourself, you're going to lose weight right away because you're adding exercise into your lifestyle, but then you're going to plateau. And I see it all the time. People stop losing weight. And now it's like, now it comes down to all right, what does your diet look like? And what are you doing with the diet? Like, how are you eating? It's not, oh, I need to go for an extra long walk. Oh, I need to do more more double unders or I need to lift more heavy and I, I need to do this. And I need to go for a second session to the gym. No, it's not that. It's your, it's your nutrition. You got to dial that in. It's at that point. So that's been my focus in, in not just me, but with my husband and, and my kids. We've seen a big change in everybody in my house over the past year just because I've, I've changed a lot of ways of cooking and the way I prepare my food and what I give my kids. Um, yeah, that that carnivore diet, like I said, I typically my breakfast now is a grass-fed burger, fatty burger, and an egg on top of it, like an over-easy egg. Nice. I had that this morning at like, I don't know, 7-something, 7.30 in the morning. And I was about 15 hours fasted then. I'm not really like, I'm switching things up. I'm fasting more between breakfast and dinner than I was from dinner to lunch type of thing. Okay. So Because I've been doing a lot of research and, you know, checking to see if that changes anything, like as far as me personally with hormones and everything, being a woman. Um, so I ate that 7.30 and it's now what? It's 1.30. I am not even remotely hungry and I'm going to eat dinner. We eat dinner between 3 and 4 in the afternoon because my husband's schedule, he works midnight. So he stays on that schedule even when he's on, on off days. And um, I'll probably eat a ribeye steak. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to eat eight ounces or what, but I'll eat until I'm full. And that's all, that's all I'm going to eat. And then I might have a little bit of 90% dark chocolate because that's my kind of treat for the day. And that's that's all I'm going to eat. So maybe if we're looking at macros and calories, which I really don't obsess over anymore, I might be at, if I eat an eight ounce steak today, I might hit 1100 calories. Maybe. I used to eat roughly 2000 when I was training hard. When you're fat adapted, you're just not hungry. Why it's, would I eat if I'm not hungry? You know? It's one of the, it's one of the blessings. <laughs> it really is. Cause I, I'll tell you back when I was eating, you know, garbage, just you're always yep. hungry. And when they tell you, Oh, well go on this diet and that diet and calories, this and calories that you're still always hungry. The one of the things that I noticed about keto, especially when I first 
kind of fell into it. I noticed that the hunger, with the hunger left, it, it, it's, it's it's like a vampire that don't want blood no more. You know, it's like yeah. it's just gone. And you're yeah. sitting there, and you're like, wow, well, I know I should eat. I better get my, you know, maybe I'll get something to eat. But you don't have that feast, that that fierce. I need to feast yeah. feeling anymore. Yeah. And that is awesome in of itself because you find yourself, you find yourself doing other things. You find yourself yep. getting involved with that project that you wanted to get done or working on something that you've been procrastinating on. Cause not only are you fat adapted, yeah. not only are you not hungry, but your brain is f swimming around in these ketones, which it functions better in, in, a, in, a, in a fat environment. And you yep. find yourself just being more creative, wanting to do things, wanting to get things done. At least for me, that's what I noticed for me whenever I got yeah. into keto. Yeah. I don't, you don't have to pack any snacks. Like, you know, I can easily just leave my house and not, worry about oh I gotta bring something to eat where it used to be that way I don't I don't bring any food with me anymore and I'm like you know if I don't get to eat I'll be okay because my body's adapted to that and and it's a bit it's a freeing thing like you said it's uh I just I don't have the the blood sugar roller coaster anymore like I did from eating all those carbs that I was eating and I wasn't even eating a ton of carbs but I would always get that at the end of the night I want something sugar mm -hmm. even though I just ate dinner I want something sugary and I couldn't figure out why I was feeling this way every night. And then I finally, you know, switched over and cut out the sugary carbs, you know, and just ate veggies. And all of a sudden I realized I, I didn't have those cravings anymore. So I, um, I don't have that, that, I don't have that problem anymore at night. I eat my dinner. It's half the amount of food I used to eat and I'm satisfied. I might have a little piece of dark chocolate and that's it. I'm good to go for the night. So it's, it's definitely, um, a good feeling not to have food run your life, you know, where it used to be, Oh, I got to eat every three hours. Now, with yeah. me with the carnivore diet, when I went into it, the things that I had noticed. Now, I noticed that it seemed like my weight did go up a little bit. However, my blood sugar stayed pretty even, though. But, yeah. the, but the circumference, as I like to call it, the circumference of the belly, right. <laughs> it actually started to go down. Like, well, when, you know, people out there, when you gain a lot of weight, you get that kind of bloaty type of feeling on your belly. Feel, you know, especially when you don't drink too, too much liquor and everything you get that that bare belly kind of bloat like feel i noticed that my belly kind of just started to shrink down hmm. so even though i had gained a few pounds the belly inches did go down but then the weight started to go back down as well it was it was sort of like i went through uh. an adjustment phase if you will my weight has not i weigh myself every sunday morning mm -hmm. and my weight my weight has not really gone down that much maybe one or two pounds but i'm also lifting pretty heavy in the gym so I don't really obsess over my weight, mm -hmm. although I am. I'm definitely leaning out. My abs are popping out more. I'm, my shoulder muscles are coming out more. I'm just, you know, I see the difference in the mirror. Within the second day of eating on this carnivore diet and just cutting out all the veggies, and I was eating a ton of veggies. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have, my stomach went down, like uh, the bloating went away. Like, the bloating, there's no bloating went down, for me. yes. And it's, you know, and it's not to say that veggies are bad and you shouldn't eat your veggies. And it's like veggies, you know, they're great. And I think they have a place, especially in the beginning for most people who are going from that transition phase of the standard American diet where they're high carb and they're burning sugar to uh, keto or whatever, cutting out the carbs. They need a filler. They need something that gives them volume. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what, 
that's what the veggies are great for. They're great for that volume to help them keep full so they don't feel like they're hungry until they get fat adapted. And everybody's different. A lot of people, some people get fat adapted faster than others. Depends on how you stick to it and everything or how metabolically you know, sound you are. Right. Um, it's not to say veggies are bad. They're not. Um, I do once in a while. I will have some steamed broccoli, a little like broccoli sauce salad. I still, you know, I still like it. But for the most part, I, I've been just doing protein, and I'm, you know, I'm hitting my protein. I eat about a hundred and I don't know, 130 grams a day of protein. That's pretty much for for my lean body mass. You know. Right. But um, so Plus, I, you're I, an absolute I like beast. It. My in husband's the gym, doing though. it. Oh, thanks. Not you're really. an absolute. You, you are. You <laughs> are. Natalie, you are too, you are so, you are so humble. It kills me. Can't get enough of Let's Chew the Fat? Don't worry. You can find us on KetoKungFu.com. Enjoy current stories, interviews, original articles, recipes, and fitness tips. From audio to video, we got you covered. When it comes to chewing the fat, we do exactly that.